This episode of Real Life Sci-Fi is brought to you by Epic Reads and the new sci-fi fantasy Heart of Iron by Ashley Poston. New York Times bestselling author Victoria Schwab says Heart of Iron delivers a delightful cast and non-stop thrills. The pages flew by and I couldn't put it down. Don't miss this epic adventure perfect for fans of Six of Crows and Firefly. Pick up Heart of Iron today. Available now wherever books and audiobooks are sold. Do you do audiobooks? I tried, but the one that I tried to listen to was too quiet, and I was cooking. (laughs) Feral Audio. Everybody, welcome to the show. This is Real Life Sci-Fi with Wade and Willie. I'm Wade. Hey, I'm Willie. And our guest today is David Michelson. Michelson, right? Yeah, that's it. I always read it, and I don't know if it's Michelson or Michaelson or something. My whole life. Because Michael is a weird... Every time I spell Michael, I spell Michelle on accident. Yeah. And... Uh, I, ha- I was reading names during the when we were graduating, and I called somebody like David Michelle instead of Michael. I was like, uh. Why were you? They had you. I thought, really? Yeah. Is that just a high school thing? It wasn't that way in college, right? No, in no, college, just a high right? school thing. They just had their class officers. Uh, um, no, I don't want to talk about high school. I It's only on my mind because I'm planning the 20, 20 fucking year I can't believe, class reunion. I can't believe when you're, when you're this, this is crazy to me. When you win class president, you're. You're 17, and you're like, ah, oh, I guess I'll run for class president. And then it's a fucking lifetime sentence of <laughs> organizing reunions and shit like that. Yeah, and I swear we had money when we graduated in a fund that we were going to use for reunions, and I kept calling the school and like, we have no, we have no account for you. <laughs> At any rate, yeah, I did the 10 year. I'm doing the 20 year. What's the big? Uh, you're going to rent out the Hilton? I, there is no renting out because it's all my money if we do that. Unless I hire a company, and I don't think people want to do that. I thought there was like when you go to a re. I've never been to a reunion, but I thought you like had to pay. I thought you had to register and pay like twenty bucks or something. Yeah, we think- did that for the last one because we hired a company. But without a company, it's just like, hi, I'm Willie. I want to reserve this. Oh, I have to put money down. Shit. Well, that's you shouldn't have ran for class president in, in <laughs> 1995. Uh, David, what you filmmaker, writer, director. Yeah. Channel 101 uh, friend of ours. Uh, yeah. How's that going? You, ju- yeah. you just finished your show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was 25 minutes long. Santiago. <laughs> yeah, you didn't uh, You didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when I'm going. I will eventually. <laughs> I hope so. Um, I hear it was riveting. Lots of dicks and eyeballs. There's, s- there's some dicks, yeah. All right. I don't remember the dicks. Well, there's dildos. Oh, yeah, okay. It's a dildo and an eyeball. I shouldn't have put the lid on this. Hang on. Oh, that was smooth. All right. Um, So this is the podcast where we talk about uh, sci-fi and sci-fi related things, like conspiracy theories, stuff like that. Um, where, where, what, what are you, what's, what kind of, if, 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 if I was one side of the spectrum and Willie was the other, 
Would you be uh, within that spectrum, or would you be on either side of one of us? Uh, definitely more probably leaning toward the willy side. Really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But you're so normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just seem you seem like a, a cynic to me. Uh, well, it it just depends on the uh, the conspiracy theory, I guess. So what? All right, let's run let's run the list then. Okay. Um, take a drink. Do you like? Do you believe in aliens? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't not believe in them. So you believe that there could be aliens? I, be, I believe there definitely could be aliens. I don't know if they've, if they've been here, but okay. Uh, and and as a side note, aliens with clothes or without? <laughs> There's so many drawings of aliens with clothes <laughs> that it weirds me out. I, you know, I mean, I'm sure they have, you know, they, there's aliens that could have bodies that uh, need protection. Okay, yeah, I, okay, that's a good, I always forget about protection, because to me, clothes is just to hide our naked bodies from Jesus. <laughs> hide our gross bodies. <laughs> I mean, it's that, and it's also a safety thing, you know? I don't, when you're in the running through the bushes or something, you don't You don't want to be naked for that. Yeah, I mean, they started yeah, out of okay. necessity, right? I need, we needed clothes. Yeah, get, get your Jesus bullshit out of here. <laughs> um, clothes before Jesus. <laughs> uh uh, what about uh, let's see? What else is there? Lizard people? You believe in underground lizard people? That one, I uh, that's that's where I'd be more on the cynical side. What I about uh, fake moon landing? You think it was faked? Honestly, I kind of feel like we went to the moon. Yeah, right. no, I do too. So the, the, uh, my second part of that question is, do you think that we found stuff there? <laughs> like uh, like that Transformers movie? Pretty much. Yeah. A lot of you know, obviously Hollywood gets a lot of their stories from shit that's hearsay yeah, or yeah. going on or i don't know I, nah i i think i that on that one i'm gonna kind of believe what they told me landed on the moon it was pretty chill all right i'll show you some stuff later okay um all right so <laughs> i think we have a pretty i mean you, you you must believe in in government corruption and uh oh yeah what about the illuminati you into that yeah yeah i think uh i think they exist i think uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, to, to, to me, there's 100% proof that they exist. It's just how deep do they go is the question. Right. Because when you, it's weird because people that get out always talk crazy shit, like demons uh, materializing in front of them and sex slaves. And... Well, did we talk about the Randy Quaid thing last week or not? No, we no we didn't. Did you see the video? What's up with that? I oh, you mentioned it. I haven't seen the video yet. The only video I saw of him was when he was turning himself in, and he was like, "Well, let me read this off before I turn myself in." And he's talking about Hollywood deaths and how they're connected. But and, and what did he do exactly? He's just going crazy in Canada. So they say. <laughs> the thing is, I need to. I should. I should have already watched this because I bet that he's just not that crazy. Well, this is uh, this will be dated by the time this episode comes out. But he just, I think, in the last week, <clears throat> this is him sitting in front of his webcam with his wife behind him, and she's all in like lingerie or something, and he's crazy, and he's like, "Rupert Murdoch stole my house. Rupert Murdoch's my my lawyer stole my house. It's, it's all Rupert Murdoch and Fox Broadcasting and stuff like that." And then he's like, "So I'm gonna." I'm going to fuck Rupert, Mur Rupert, Rupert Murdoch fucked me so I'm going to fuck him. And then he made his wife or his wife put on a Rupert Murdoch mask yeah, and then he yeah. acted like he <laughs> fucked it, he fucked her. 
I thought he actually did fuck her. He might have been. That was what the big deal was. uh, You couldn't. Yeah, basically, his his lawyer took all of his money and, and, and. But that's what happens to a lot. I mean, that's what happened to MC Hammer. I mean, like, if you're not careful, if you don't watch. I know finances. Who are, who are these lawyers and and money representatives that are getting hired by these rich people that like they have no they don't have a good history and they're still getting hired? I think it's a, a lot of times it's it's rich people just knowing knowing somebody and going. I mean, if you just became famous and you're like, I don't, dude, I have all this money and yeah. I want somebody to look after. I it clearly for me. need an accountant. Yeah, and then and then you know you might know somebody who's an accountant, and then they're just like, well, "This guy's not watching. I'm going to take advantage of him." That's like what uh, happened to Nick Cage, right? Oh shit! Who's, who's Nick Cage? Stuff. Oh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's no, Nick, Nick Cage, Cage bought like a pyramid and shit like that. He was just bad with his money, I think. Oh, I got, was thinking when you, you said that, I was automatically you. thinking Johnny Cage, and I'm like, what? You, <laughs> what? What happened to this video game character? <laughs> oh man! All right, go on. <laughs> no, so I'm just saying, like. <sighs> It could be Illuminati or it could be him just putting trust in the wrong people, you know, and then blaming it on Rupert Murdoch. Because he is, he does say Illuminati shit, right? Like, don't you believe that he was fucked by the Illuminati? Yeah, but he, but the thing is, anybody who is talking about the Illuminati, they don't use that word. They don't use the word the Illuminati. They say the devil. They say evil. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> then how do you know that it's Illuminati if if they don't? They might just be crazy. I would, saying, I would just wait. say clues because the thing is, when like the whole thing, the whole thing, when you join the Illuminati, they say if you ever talk about us, we'll kill you. But then are you okay? So so you're saying it's 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 like a, it's like a, they're uh, so afraid of it that they won't use the words. It's like gangsters. But when you hear them talk about it, you know what they're talking about. It's like Italian gangsters saying that the mafia doesn't exist, but they mostly say that to cover their their own asses. Yeah. So just by saying, just okay, so I could say anything I wanted about the Illuminati as long as I didn't call them the Illuminati and they wouldn't kill me. Well, but no, you know, once you get in, if you're you're not supposed to get out, and if you quote unquote do, they they wreck your reputation and and. Uh, if you if you, you if you talk about them, you're, you're supposed to die. Like so, Michael Jackson, but he never spoke. He never said he Illuminati. Spoke, he never said Illuminati, but he spoke a lot about them. His whole last tour was supposed to be so anti-Illuminati, and he died. And he and the guy that was in charge of him was an Illuminati. He was a he was a high-ranking Mason. The doctor. Yeah. Huh. It just means he does a lot of community work. <laughs> uh, Once you get that nice necklace, you're in deep. I want the neck. What's the necklace look like? It looks like uh, a kid made it with blocks. There's like big squares on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, gross. it doesn't look good. It's very. Uh, it looks Egyptian. Who has that? Uh, that doctor. There's a. There's a. George Washington has it. He. There's a picture of him with it. <laughs> when he was inducted as a president, he was in full Masonic garb, high ranking. At any rate, let's talk about today. <laughs> All right, what's the topic? Uh, today we are talking about um, how psychedelic drugs, comma, are they... Hold on, let me start over. Um, Sounds like a headline. <laughs> are, are, psychedelic, are psychedelic drugs... A gateway to the universe. 
All right. Well, that's um. What do you think? That's abstract. <laughs> <laughs> I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Done. We figured it out. Um, you mean? Do you mean? Uh, do you mean literally? Like yeah, yeah. like like basically like you can see parts of enlightenment. The like you're tapping into something. I I feel like ancient civilizations knew about the universe because they connected to the universe. But I feel like psychedelic drugs help them uh, connect. It was like it well, was like if they were driving the car, the the psychedelic drugs were the road that led them to where they were going. Outside of like peyote. What are the what are the most ancient like psychedelic peyote psychedelic right that's a hallucinogen is yeah it? I don't know much about that um, I, I was speci- mushrooms are pretty old mushrooms oh, shit. Is acid this thing yeah oh, yeah shit. it is yeah. mushrooms acid and DMT got too much stuff <laughs> that's what I want to talk about yeah, today a little bit of uh, mushroom acids and DMT have you done any of those Wade listen again mushroom acid DMT I've never done anything but weed really yeah. Oh, I, just, I, you know, I'm kind of a prude when it comes to drugs. Like I, I, you know. But you also, did you have is that much opportunity? Was that offered to you a lot? Not in my circles. We had coke in college, but I never did it. Um, See, I wasn't. I we wasn't... had shrooms. I never did shrooms. But like nobody really offered me shrooms. It was like we're doing shrooms, uh, and it was like, oh, that's those guys' shrooms. I can't have those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but I, I, I wouldn't have anyway. Just because I'm like I don't know I'm a I'm a I'm a pussy when it comes to that stuff I don't like uh, not being in control of of you know like the things I say. But you get pretty like hammered sometimes, right? Yeah, but that's like a self-medicating social anxiety. That's like that's like to yeah. to to make me at ease with like a big group of people. Um, and I and I and I feel like I'm always in control of what I say. Yeah. Uh, I might be a little bit more belligerent. Than I would if I was sober, but I'm not talking about, you know, fucking whatever you talk about. Dude, when you're... I'm always extremely impressed with what I want to talk about and what I do talk about when I'm high. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's just like, I don't know. Like with weed, I'm like, there's a lot of time. I mean, you, everybody's done this where you you smoke weed and you get maybe a little too high and then you say something and then, and then you spend the next five minutes analyzing yeah. whether <laughs> you should have said that or not. <laughs> yeah, And nobody even noticed what you said. Yeah. That's why I didn't get high before this. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, I, it's like a paranoia thing. That's why I don't really like weed that much either. Um, I just, yeah, just... Uh, I don't like being in my head that much. I can't. I can't. I don't understand people who can use weed to to be in big groups. Yeah. To see, make it for, for me, all it does is is stops my anxiety. So then, I I can really say what I think, and I can like be in control. And I like when I say things, I I believe in what I say. It's not like I don't know. It's it's so weird because it's like. I always am just waiting to hear what I say, and I like what I say, but I'm. <laughs> but I also don't know if I'm in charge of it. <laughs> um, I mean, I know I am, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm so anxiety ridden that like so many things stop me from saying anything that I think in every situation. So what what kinds of stuff have you done? Uh, I used to go to a lot of raves. I was big into electronic music, and it was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I didn't. Let's see. I fucking. Uh, started with weed, did some mushrooms, did some acid. But mo- most of the drugs I did, I did while I was on ecstasy already. Mm. So I've only done mushrooms on ecstasy. I've only done acid on ecstasy. 
uh, did uh, what is that? Special K, uh, GHB. That's a, that's about it. Yeah. I don't. I didn't want to get too. I never wanted to do. Wait, it. you didn't. You hadn't. You haven't done acid. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. I, mean, I only did acid when I was in ecstasy. So I, I really flipped my shit. But there was a rave happening too, which was amazing. Were you not sure which was which? Well, it was weird because I had a very. Uh, the only time I did acid, I fucking I was on ecstasy. There was this rave. We were out in uh, these fields underneath DIA. So there were planes going over us. And I, you know, me, I'm a social guy. So like when I saw the guys that owned the property that were walking around trying to figure out what the fuck was going on, because they were that basically these like you know fifty, sixty year old cowboys walking around in a sea of people with glow shit what and everybody's weird. And Moon Tribe what was playing. What is wrong with these kids? Like he came, I was talking to him. He was like, you guys doing drugs? I'm like, nope. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just, just dancing. <laughs> but, I, you know, I did eventually go to rave sober because I, I had a panic attack on ecstasy, and I didn't know what a panic attack was, and I really thought I almost died. And I was like, well, I'm done with drugs. But anyways. um, Were you really done with drugs? Well, I went back. I came back to weed because I love it so much. Uh, but I, I don't think I can do anything else. I, yeah. I, I think that my mind is not ready for it. I, I think I could do DMT if I was with. Wait, what's DMT? Uh, <laughs> dimethyltryptamine. Yeah. But what is it? Oh. It is a drug that your brain naturally. Should we start with DMT? Should we just go straight into it? Sure. What do you mean? All right. Uh, so DMT. We're doing all of these drugs yeah. today. We're oh, doing. Perfect. We're gonna do DMT. So we're going to do some DMT. And then what do you do? You just put it on your tongue, or is it like you can, DMT? You smoke. can smoke it, or you can you can ingest it. But if you ingest it, you have to have this other type of uh, uh, inhibitor with it, or something. It's like. If you smoke it, you just it, it works. Uh-huh. If, if you ingest it, it only works if you have a specific uh, chemical complement to it or something that like inhibits. I I don't. I'm, but I'm, is it okay? Is it like what is it? Is it a, it's it, a hallucinogen? Hallucinogen. It's a yeah. hallucinogen. It is produced naturally by your body. Your your brain has DMT. Mm-hmm. Those frogs that you licked, there's a little bit of DMT in them. Those we've cr- talked a little bit about frogs. this, haven't we? Yeah, on yeah. the show. So basically, um, it's a naturally occurring neurotransmitter. Your brain naturally produces it. When does your brain produce it, and where does it produce from? It is produced from your pineal gland. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, For those of you who don't know, Willie believes that the pineal gland is the third eye, and the thing that can connect us to the universe, but we don't. Use it because our pineal glands are classified. Cla- uh, fuck, what is it? Cla- cla- well, that's a, that's calcified. calcified from, from fluoride. fluoride. Yeah. So it's multiple. It's multiple stacked. It's like stacking up various theories. Yeah. To, to come. But your but to your, where we your are pineal now. gland has rods and cones in it. It does have a visual element to it, which is fucking weird. Like the eye. Yeah. At any rate, um, so DMT. Uh, uh, there's a guy who wrote a book, uh, Rick Straussman, DMT, the spirit molecule. Um, a lot of people that take DMT, uh, basically when you smoke it, within 30 seconds, you're as high as you'll ever get on on an acid trip, which might take a while because you're ingesting it. Mm-hmm. So within 30 seconds, you're gone. And it, you know, everything matters, what you've eaten, what you've, how much you've smoked, all the, all, everything matters. But some... Some people claim that, um, and and they this guy Rick Straussman, the reason why he wrote this book, The Spirit Molecule, is because he did a study where he was giving hundreds of people 
DMT at different levels and then talking about their experiences. A lot of them claim that when you take and now listen, I'm not I'm not advocating to take this because you 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 still I believe that you should take drugs in a safe environment. You should be surrounded by people that uh, lift you up and that you whatever drug you take, you, whatever you're feeling before you take it is just amplified. So you have to prepare yourself by just you know being in a happy place. At any rate, you um, don't have to say stuff like that because we don't have anybody to answer to. Like no. People could, if I say, "Hey, everybody, kill yourselves," and then they kill themselves, <laughs> yeah, you don't gotta do it. You don't gotta do a warning come. on this. Where are they gonna? Where are they gonna? They're gonna but sue. I want Who people are they gonna to, sue? Uh, uh, to explore their own spirituality and the the universe. So do DMT is what you're saying. Uh, do with some, some friends. Well, but you've done it. No, I haven't. Oh. I don't know if I can. I th- the, what I'm saying is I'm already way past the mark of I don't know if I can do drugs anymore. I think I could do DMT if I had certain people with me and that we were also exploring the universe together. It's like, hey, let's go on a journey. This is like I'm not I'm not going to get high. I'm going to figure some shit out. I think you uh, would need yeah, but you wouldn't. Need, I don't know about that because then because then that's weird because then you have an agenda and anyone who doesn't share that same agenda is gonna. Not appreciate like yeah. where you're taking. But my agenda it. is anything's possible. That's not necessarily true though, too, because like when you when you do psychedelics with a group of people, you kind of get this. I've noticed every time I've done it where you get like kind of a weird group think. Yeah, where like the whole group kind of starts thinking the same way. Uh-huh. Uh, it's weird. But also, if, well, if anybody's freaking out, the whole group is on the edge of. It no, makes shit. everyone more tense. Shit. But I just feel like. You would dominate the group think. You would steer the group think into I know. A, I am controlling a, and I, I, I I don't think you I wouldn't I wouldn't say you're controlling. I just think you have an agenda and you would and you would say like we're gonna explore the universe and by that I mean we're gonna unlock our pineal gland and, and discover what it would be like if fluoride didn't yeah. exist. Well let me give you let me give you some facts about DMT first. Uh DMT your your body produces it in, in you know, small quantities. Uh, and, 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 and your body does produce it uh, in association with like astral project, projection, meditation, thought processing, and near-death experiences. So also when it, when it pl- produces a, a lot more than small quantities or when you're born, when you die, and during REM sleep. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty trippy, right? When I, you're born, uh, when you die. Basically- um, And every night. When you sleep, but, uh, when you're in REM sleep, when you're in the sleep that matters, every when you're time in you go to sleep. visual sleep. Yeah, but that's every night, unless you're unless you're. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How bad can it be for you? Oh, <laughs> well. But um, so uh, l- let me just read this quote from Ter- Terrence McKenna. If you're into any of this, Terrence McKenna is the the voice of of psychedelics he he's one of this i love listening to him talk he's very intelligent he like the fifth, he passed uh, away but he's very intelligent and he studied uh uh he was a philosopher he studied uh and he was in shamans. that sketch group kids in the hall right <laughs> Terrence, Terrence he did that he did that chicken character that everybody loved <laughs> <laughs> wait what's that guy's name i can't think of it now nah Michael M- Mike Mc- McKinney McKinney there it is. Yeah Mike I fucking hated Kinney? that chicken character man Me too no. oh, that's so annoying Uh so but check this out um your brain will start producing uh DMT 49 days after conception so let's say you're a fetus 
49 days after conception is when you you will start producing DMT, right, as a fetus. Is this like a pro-life thing? No, 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 no. Are you secretly pushing your pro-life agenda? I I just also like the fact that the Tibetans believe it takes 49 days for your body to reincarnate. So it's like if you're, you're like, trying to map things together. No, that's interesting. I wonder why they picked 49 days. Yeah. Um, Because... There's not even a famous sports player with the number 49. Uh, Jerry, uh, Dennis Smith. Who's that? He's a Bronco. Yeah, oh, he's not famous. I know he's not famous. Yeah. Uh, Seriously, uh, nobody's 49. That's such uh, a oh, dumb yeah. number. Here's this Terrence McKenna uh, quote. Uh, th- this is just, oh, well, my technique is don't believe in anything. If you believe in something, you are precluded from believing in its opposite. Nice. I like that. It's a good, yeah, I mean, that's a good, like, kind of life philosophy, right? But a lot of people that have taken DMT through this guy who wrote the book and through people talking on even the internet, whatever, a lot of people claim that when they take it, some some people will then see a really uh, vibrant geometrical world. Yeah. And, and that sometimes within that world, too, they also see other other beings they're seeing the yeah, matrix yeah. they're yeah. seeing the matrix crossed with uh uh dark city that's what they're seeing because <laughs> if you it's so weird uh I, I love hearing that because i'm like well um yeah we see we see in two dimensions but i brought this up before too like um salvia is that what it's called yeah people see gears and shit like that like I, oh, I, see, I never heard. I, I never heard that. I think I really think that that's the D, the DMT that you that you. No, nah, man, mixed up. it's it's fucking it's, it's fucking it's salvia. salvia too. Okay, I don't know salvia that much. I don't know much. It's about kind it. of a from what I've heard. I've never done salvia, but it's kind of the similar thing where you get that like peak high for fifteen thirty minutes or something. But some people claim that there are other beings that they can interact with when they're on DMT. Those dark yeah. city guys who put us to sleep. So David has done DMT. Let's talk about. Oh, your you experience. have. Yeah. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tell us about it. Well, well, what was the year? How many? How many times have you done it? Uh, twice. How old were you? I was, I think, twenty and like twenty-one. So you're an idiot still. Still an idiot. <laughs> still an idiot now. Underdeveloped brain. But uh, <laughs> yeah, drinking yeah, yeah. a lot. Are you in college or where are you? Uh, college, yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember the first where time I see you. Did you go to see you? Uh, the uh, Colorado Film School. Okay, okay. But uh, I remember I had a uh, a friend came in town one night, and uh, I had I That's had a, in Denver, right? In Denver. Sorry, yeah. go on. And I had a bunch of DMT that I had uh, gotten through a friend of a girlfriend who they they made their own DMT. And they, like, uh, after we stayed at their house, they gave us a huge, like, chunk. It was like they baked it. And so they had this, like, they broke off this, like, rock of DMT. Yeah, at, 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 at room temperature, it's in the crystal form. Yeah, yeah. It was like a crystal big, like, it kind of looked like uh, uh, that key, you know, keef? Yeah. When it's hard. But, like, uh, it gave me this huge rock. Wait, which... wait, do you know what keef is? No. Keef is the best. If you freeze your weed, uh, uh, THC will crystallize on it, uh-huh. and you can knock all that that those crystals off, and you can like sprinkle them on your bowls to get like a better high. Uh-huh. That's Keef. It's Keef. <laughs> People are so fucking impatient. <laughs> I just smoke weed. My God, need the best form of weed. We've got to get higher. <laughs> but uh, listen, here's what we'll do. We'll wait. We'll wait. We don't have to get high tonight. 
Let's freeze it tomorrow morning. We'll knock the crystal THC off, and then we'll get so fucking high. And also, let's not eat for a couple days. We're going to be so high. Dude, we're going to be so high. Just be patient with your highs, man. Just get well, high. But, but with weed, though, you get such a tolerance that... that uh... you got to take it up a notch. When you're 21, really? Like, yeah. if you smoke every day... Then you need to smoke more. Yeah, but it affects everybody. I, you know, I, I, I don't think I could ever build up a tolerance, no matter how <laughs> I, much I. I smoked. used to build up my tolerance just so when I was in public, there was a less chance of me having a panic attack. Oh. See, that I just smoked like... so that when I did smoke more, it did, wasn't it hit me so bad. Just Anyways. so you can be normal. Yeah, <laughs> just don't smoke. <laughs> so you're you're you got a big chunk of what I assume is Clorox. <laughs> <laughs> Because you just got it from some girls who said that they made it. <laughs> and then what happened? So I have this DMT, and I, uh, I'd i had it for a while. I didn't smoke it. And this friend came over. I told him I had it. And he's like, oh, man, we got to smoke DMT right now. I was like, all right. So we, we loaded it uh, in a pipe on top of some weed. But I, I guess you only need usually like a little tiny chunk of DMT, like, you know, like, I don't know, the size of like a BB BB mm. bullet, but we, I was like, well, what's this is why do we have such a big thing? I was like, we have so much of it, so I, I loaded Jesus. a whole like weed bowl of it. Oh my god, and just covered the weed in DMT. And I remember I smoked it with my friend, and we were sitting across the room. And I looked at my friend, and he he started being able to not being able to speak, and he was just kind of going like. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Can't you talk anymore? And he's like, and he was like, he looked like he was really happy. And he's like, I'm like, oh, that's weird. And I remember I felt like I was like kind of, uh, I don't know, with mushrooms and stuff and acid, you get like the, you know, like a body high and then the mental high. Yeah. Um. So I felt like I had a really high body high, but I didn't feel, I wasn't like full on hallucinating. I felt like it was like kind of when that's about to start, but. It wasn't there yet. You and never reached, you never hit the apex. Exactly. It was like right there, but I was very like super body high. And I, and he just couldn't talk the whole time. And after about 15 minutes, he finally was like, whoa, man, what the fuck? I'm like, what? I'm like, what were you, what, what was the deal? And he said he saw kind of, he, he had the full on DMT trip where he was seeing like a whole different like universe. Dude, where he, he smoked before you? No, we smoked at the same time. I mean, like, but he did he burn up all the stuff before you it got to you? It's possible. I don't yeah. remember the order, but like, basically, he said what he saw. He saw this being hovering over me, that kind of looked like a uh, hovering over like, you. He's looking at you from he's across look, the room. He's looking at me, this and he's hovering on top. of It's you. hovering on top of me, and he said it kind of looked like a like one of the xenomorphs from Aliens, like the Queen. He said it was kind of like this hideous looking thing, and it was coiled up. In a like in the corner of the ceiling, hovering over me, and it had like a what are those like the proboscis or whatever that the mosquitoes have, the little the needle thing? thingy. Yeah, it had one of those, and it was going into me, and it was like sucking like life force or something out of me. And he was just like he said, I thought he was happy, but he said he was like totally terrified, <laughs> and that's why he couldn't talk. <laughs> but the meantime, I'm just like chilling and like hanging out. So he said he saw this like demon sucking my like soul out. What a <laughs> shitty friend, man. Like uh, you do can wave. something. Yeah, yeah tell me, tell me way. what's happening. Just go over and swat at hey, it. Hey, man, move your head for, away from that sucking device. Yeah. I mean, if you can't talk, you could just like kick. Yeah, right. Kick, he kick was. Above he, your head. It was pretty weird. Like I remember thinking, I was like, "Wow, he's f 
fucked up because he was just like like beads of sweat coming down his head and just couldn't move and i was like oh wow and then i don't know i smoked it another time and uh i remember there were a couple plants in the room and the plants started like i hallucinated a little to where it seemed like there was way more plants like the room kind of filled up with all these potted plants but that was about it (laughs) it never really hit me that is crazy as seeing like a so you want to go on the journey with me when i go yeah, I mean, I'll do it. Wade? No, no, fuck no. <laughs> you Everything you described just sound horrifying. <laughs> well, uh, uh, well, I don't want to fucking be sweating and, and seeing my friend's life force drain. It's terrible. While well, I'm paralyzed. There's people that claim that, you know, like like there's this guy, Alex Gray. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he does all these paintings of, of what he has seen while he's on DMT trips. It's a good gimmick. Yeah, but they're really amazing. No, it is. As a painter, you're always going like, what the fuck am I going to paint? God yeah, yeah. It. Oh, I'll do drugs. Well, I'll paint what I see when I'm <laughs> fucked up. That way I get to get fucked up and have inspiration for my paintings. But he, like, I've heard him talk before, and he talks about um, um, how, like, in, in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, they I say- I want to know what his paintings look like. Are oh, they, like you've, you've never seen, seen them? them? You've definitely seen There's, them. Who is it? Alex Gray. Uh, sounds familiar. He did a. Is I it like photorealistic? To, remember that band Tool? Ugh, yeah. He used to do like all their uh, art. Fuck that guy. <laughs> but, but, I don't like that shit. Fuck Tool. <laughs> That's an aesthetic I can go without. But he, you know, uh, he was quoting the Tibetan Book of the Dead where it was like, you, you, you have to treat these demons and other entomi- entities as a reflection of yourself. So maybe you're not actually seeing this and this is uh, the battle that's within you and, and whatever you see is a projection of what. Uh, it's going you know, on. It's crazy, but that's though. like fucking high school level fucking bullshit. Like, what if we're not what we're seeing, man? Like, what if we're fucking? What if you don't even have a beard? No, what but if, this is. What if we don't? What if we don't even have hands? It's just so stupid. It's so fucking. It's base. It's base drug. All right, I'm gonna look at this shit. Oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, but he's he he's he claims that what he paints are are, are the geometrical worlds that he sees while he's on DMT. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like he does a lot of the stuff with those gri- a lot of grid patterns. Yeah. And I know, I know a few times when I've been on mushrooms, I've seen that. Like the he, it's usually like kind of like a prism, prismy color. Like I remember one time I was on mushrooms and I saw, I I I ate a lot more than I usually would eat. Like uh, I think I ate like two eighths of mushrooms. Whatever that, that's like double the dose you'd normally take or something. But like I would, I saw in the sky like this grid of like like a perfect geometric yeah. grid. Uh, what, what what some what some people claim is that when you see that grid, you're actually seeing the the, dime- the dimension that we're living in the the matrix. Yeah, because like okay, like take take our vision. No matter what anybody says, you have depth perception, but we see in two D. Everything you could draw, you could, I mean, you could paint what I'm looking at and have the depth in that painting, but that doesn't mean you're actually seeing in three dimensions because I can't see, I can't see through you. I can't see the dimensions that make you up or I mean the, the, the stuff that makes you up. So like, if you look around, you do, you only see in two dimensions. So some people claim that when you see that grid, you're actually seeing the third dimension. I think probably what you're seeing is some sort of like makeup of your body like 
It's probably it probably has to do with how your iris works and. Uh... Well, see, because I, I I'm over analytical, and whenever I do drugs for the first time, ba- basically I, I I'm over analyzing exactly what is going on, why I'm seeing certain things. Mm-hmm. Like I think when I when I did uh, uh, mushrooms, it was like everything was kind of melting together. And 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 I took it as well. I my my blood is coagulating, and and every little tiny capillary actually has thicker blood in it, so it's affecting my vision in waves as my blood is being pumped. Because what I what I saw was I mean uh, I've heard that. What, or on, I, I was looking at this. I was looking at this. I was at this rave, and great music by the way that was playing, and um. That's I, subjective. I, yeah, no, I know, I <laughs> know. But I saw this this big pile of naked people making out. There were like twenty to thirty people, all in a pile, just making out. Uh huh. That's and, all they were doing. And I just kept, they were all naked and 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 kind of moving around and making out and whatever. And I was looking at it and I was like, "Is this is this real?" And everyone everyone I was with was just like, "Yeah," and they couldn't see what I was seeing. <laughs> And and I had to go. I was like four inches away from it, just looking, and I could see somebody looking at me. You know, it was all. It all still looked like a pile of people making out. And then I touched it, and it all came to. It was just a rock. It was just a big giant rock because we were outside on the river. It was a pretty. Uh, it was great. So that's. So that's the universe then. That's uh, <laughs> that's what you connected to right there. But it was cool. I miss old uh, raves with like visuals and stuff. We had, uh, we were right next to a river. They had these towers up that sh- projected lasers, and they put smoke out, so it looked like there was a laser grid ceiling around us. And then they also put on like a, a light show of lasers on the mountain next to us. It was pretty great. At any rate, um, I mean, what sort of into who is putting that? That's like. Hopefully that person is making a lot of money, like being a party planner right now or something. Yeah, no, it's like it's like sure that, that's are. what I love. My favorite uh, raves I used to go to were ones that were tailored to people on the nice drugs. You go, I haven't been to any raves in California because to me, California is so coke based that uh, that's why when you go to electronic music shows out here, it boom, 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 it's repetitive. It's like you want it's that coke energy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, I want the creative energy. I can't deal with with coke energy. You ever tried coke? No, I don't think so. I don't think I have. I just tried it <coughs> like a couple months ago. It doesn't interest me very right. much. Yeah, me neither. I mean, give me stick my with, Adderall. Stick with your Adderall, yeah. Um, I was kind of so, like, I don't know. I didn't see what all the fuss was about. Well, do it a lot more, and you'll, and then you'll, <laughs> your body will make up the fuss because <laughs> it's so addicted to it that it needs it. Um, so talking about, I want to go into mushrooms a little bit because I love, I love what Terrence McKenna suggests about mushrooms. Um, so uh, here, here's the setup. A lot of stuff about aliens. People fucking don't know what aliens are. Wait, what do you mean? What's just, I'm just saying in general, in general, what, when I say the word aliens, everyone has their own idea of what it could be but basically all, all that we're thinking of are are projections of you you can't do anything but project yourself onto everything around you so uh oh what are aliens doing here oh they're you know they're uh they're coming here for resources oh they're they're learning about our uh, uh how we how we make babies and our dna and stuff oh they're they're on a missionary uh, who's speaking mission. right now i'm just i'm just like trying to set up like anybody's idea of aliens 
Like what? Like you have to fall into something that is completely wrong about aliens. Oh, they they flew here on a ship. And they're just visiting, and they're, eventually they'll take us over. To do what, though? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be difficult. I don't understand what you're getting at. I'm just... You're, 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 painting, you're painting a picture, but I don't understand. I'm just what. painting a picture of, of, of how, no matter what your conceptions of aliens are, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. That you is... can't be right about... I know I didn't do that right. And but I'm, you're... Why, so you're wrong. Oh, I'm totally wrong. So I have no wrong. idea what... Uh, you know, I think it, I think it probably is closer to more interdimensional uh, uh, beings. No, you're but, wrong, dude. But I am wrong because what what is this? Me applying science to the science fiction? Yeah, no, no, we're all wrong. But what does this have to get get to the mushroom part? So what what, uh, what Terrence was saying uh, uh, was that if you actually want to look for alien life on our the 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 thumbprint of an alien civilization visiting us, you know. Mm-hmm. He says that you would look for it on a molecular level. What's weird? What's different here? You know, like, um, uh, well, I'm not good at explaining this. He, he's, he's very, when I listen to him, it's, he's like saying poems to me, and I, I love listening to him speak. But um, basically what, what he's saying What's is different? The, uh, uh, the aliens are in the molecules. There are, uh, uh, when it comes to psychedelic mushrooms or, or just mushrooms in general, they are the I don't know I don't know what this means, but they are the only phosphorylated indole, whatever that is, on the planet. It's the only thing on the planet. They don't they can't they can't figure out where mushrooms and spores came in. Do to you are to the history of of uh, do you, you know the do family you tree that, like, of, uh, of mushroom? Do you believe that they came from asteroids? Well, I mean, I mean, this is just one thing that he suggests is that like well mushrooms or spores they they are found in our atmosphere because of the way that they replicate themselves they uh they can they can survive extreme radiation and extreme temperatures and then like uh they are the most elect- electron dense organic material in in our existence they 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 the electron density is closer to a metal than anything, and, the, and this is an organic material. Uh, one mushroom in sporulate in the sporulation phase can create three million spores per minute for six weeks. So, I, I mean, when he, when he talks about it, he's just like, "Look, uh, these things don't really they don't really fit in our yeah. in our in our biology in our biology, right?" They, yeah, you'll have different families of mushrooms or whatever, but there's no family tree to them, and there's no, uh, we don't know when they came or, and um, he he suggests that maybe, maybe our planets are closer to islands within a solar system, and that if you were if you were an alien race trying to find life out in the universe, you would create a probe uh, that could replicate itself. Uh, periodically so that um if anybody if anybody found it and let's say they ate it or smoked it what do you smoke mushrooms no you just eat it if any like if if an intelligent form of life ate it it could then open a door to say here we are so like yeah well so 
<laughs> Seems I. No, I know. I'm not, I'm definitely not explaining this well. Uh, no, you're explaining it fine. I just think it's kind of a flawed plan on the aliens' part because. But you would. You're not. Can, you're not going to. We send, can see the aliens, but they don't know that we can see them. No, 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 no. So it's just. Uh, like, no, no, no. That those aren't the aliens. Let's that, start that, planning that, now. That mushrooms could be a probe. To be to look for life within the universe, because you're not going to send ships out and be like, "Hey, you Wait, check quadrant they... eight. I'll check quadrant nine million five hundred and eighty-two. But my thing is, how do they know? It's basically like when you when you ingest it, it opens your it 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 it, it connects your they can they can the tell DNA when you're, to they or, can you tell know. when you're high on it. They can tell. When well, basically, that it that it that it actually open is opening a a, a, a telephone line, a, a, a cosmic channel to them. Uh, it seems like a one way channel. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a tactical error. No, definitely a one way channel. It's just like, where, oh, where, where are you at? Okay, we'll go look. Oh, so you think when we do mushrooms, it brings aliens toward us to <laughs> no, examine but, us? No, uh, but I, I don't want to just say no because I I, I feel like. This is why I feel like, you know, when it comes to ancient civilizations, we're just like, oh, they were fucking dumb. How did they know about how many moons Jupiter had? You know, it's just like they, they there's evidence of them knowing things that they should not be able to know based on the sophisticated level that we think they survived in. And uh, I, I just like the idea of I mean, because that what I, all the things I just said about mushrooms is pretty fu- It would be a great fucking book. You know, and when I say that, I mean like a great science fiction story where it's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's all. That's that's all I ever like. That's all I ever like. <laughs> I like. I'm not saying, uh, but basically, I, I but, but to, to me, it. to so, me though, wait, there, there wait, was a conscious wait. level. It's all everything that I ever think about or want to talk about deals with consciousness, well, let, and we then, don't know what that is, but, and we did we and, and and connecting to it can connect you okay, to the universe. slow down. Yeah. I'm walking along. I'm like a caveman, right? And I'm looking for food. And I see a mushroom. And I eat it. And then I get, like, you know, I start seeing... What do you see when you're on mushrooms? <laughs> what do you see? Well, uh... It's, like it's, a, it's... I don't think it's just what you see. You don't necessarily see things. You start it's thinking... Just... It's it's like, a, it just it open. I feel like it opens up a part of your brain you don't usually use. So then, uh, so let's say so let's that, say let's say just say pineal gland. It no, opens your pineal gland. <laughs> you start seeing. Uh, stick with my stick with okay, my okay. Uh, my story here. So I eat that, and then whatever I experience is what I experience. And then what you're saying is that I've opened a channel to aliens. Yeah. And so then, do you think he's like then a beacon? Yeah, yeah, completely. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're sending out a signal saying. So then like, they're like, "I ate this mushroom. I'm intelligent. It's affecting me." So then the aliens are like, "All right, mark it down. Fucking seven, seven six life. We got life over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seven Because they they found a. they found spores in our atmosphere. For basically just from them replicating and getting kicked up in the dust or whatever, and it's like. If if the spores can survive in the atmosphere, they could also attach themselves to, let's say we got hit by a meteor and a piece of our rock got sent off into space and it would capture some of them spores and those spores could go to another planet. 
Um, they could, I mean, su- yeah, they, could they could survive in those temperatures. They could survive in space. He, uh, Terrence McKenna is basically just saying that like mushrooms are 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 so much more unique than than we give them credit for, and that that like it, studying UFOs, we could actually study the mushroom and, and and look more into that. I love that. It just seems like such a crackpot theory. No, actually, yeah. I don't. I gotta I gotta side with Willie more here because it's like. Well, like, that, specifically there's, 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 on the spore level, you there, know what I mean. There's not a lot like, of things like, that. What like, was that? Uh, what was that? I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, what's the shit you get from leaving chicken out on the counter? Salmonella. 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 Uh, when they took salmonella up in space, it it like it turned the, into a the way that alien it, dude. The way that it replicated itself made them think it was it was it it actually came from space because it fucking went off. In all di- uh, in all directions, just like the, it replicated itself so quickly and so so much better than it does on Earth, that it made some people think that what if like weird viruses are actually from space and that because they do better in no gravity. I'm just saying, like we we always talk about, lo- you know, and we always talk about. I'm just saying, people looking for life. It's like you gotta you it's gotta true. look for it le- on the on the molecular level. You're not looking for some fucking alien wearing a suit driving a metal ship around that has up down left right. You know what I mean? Like that's true. I I listen. I mean, you're <laughs> you jumped into the deep end, and I I I. <sighs> I have no. I don't know how to talk about this, honestly. Well, <laughs> here's what I think, though. It's. It, I know it's weird because it's like, I. Here's my. Here's what my problem is. I have a very scientific mind, but I've forgotten all of my science. So it's like, I like to talk about things that I can't explain, or that that I can't even support. But all right. Well, I mean, let, I. You know, that's like that's an interesting theory to think about. I don't. I don't really. It's like, yeah, what if what if what if all of our viruses are from space? What but you know, what if? I don't know. What if we're from space? Yeah. What if chickens are really aliens? You know? Well, what if what you can't if? really call a hang down a hang down in space. Is that a dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that rap slang for a dick? <laughs> I hope rappers don't use that term. It's probably really nerdy to them. I just think it's funny. Um, I just mean that could be the answer to the question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Neither. They're aliens. (laughs) Neither. (laughs) And we've just been eating them. What if we just let a chicken, you know, live for long enough to, to develop rational thought? Could that be a thing? Do you know about the headless chicken in, uh, what is that? It's right next to Grand Junction. Where's Emily from? Colorado Springs? No, it's right next to Grand Junction. Oh. At any rate, there was this guy who cut the chicken, the head off of this chicken, and uh, he actually felt bad afterwards because the body was still running around. You know, I don't know if I, I used to kill chickens on my uncle's farm, so we used to do that. You set the heads up and the mouth and the eyes are still looking around, and the body's running around every time it hits the ground. It like, you hear the vocal cords moving. Anyways, he felt bad for this body, uh, this chicken, and so. He just started feeding it through the neck hole and kept it alive. So he was just had this headless chicken. And it was like I, that has to be an urban legend. No, nah, I don't think I mean uh they, What do you mean nah? 
Well, they, uh, like, well, uh, <laughs> nah, it's real. <laughs> they, made, they made a statue in the town because it survived so long. They made a they made a big uh, uh, statue in the town. That doesn't mean the, anything. Had this chicken. There's dumb people everywhere. <laughs> I know, especially a small town like that. Fruta. Um, I just yeah. Fruta, I, Colorado. But that's what I mean. It's interesting that you actually picked up my chicken conversation. I was just I was just trying to come up with an example of a thing that you you couldn't say anything about. Because that's what you're doing. You're saying like mushrooms are aliens. And I just don't I don't I I can't I think I think it's possible that they may have come from I I don't know. I think I think we're still talking about chickens. Chicken no, no, no. Mushrooms. <laughs> I think I I, I kind of buy into that theory that maybe mushrooms came from like an asteroid that crashed here. That would be great. I don't I don't have a problem with that. I mean, especially I know it doesn't it doesn't agreed. reveal anything. <laughs> it doesn't reveal anything about anything. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Is, uh... So let's talk about LSD and acid. Well, no, we should Frankenstein a, a a mushroom. We should like try to give a mushroom. You know what we should do? Get build an exo body for a mushroom, like exo a little robot, <laughs> and then put a mushroom in it and see, see if, if it, it can goes control like, it. Thank you. Finally, Dude, listen. I'm an alien. That's all I need. Listen. <laughs> let me just put one of these mushrooms in with the next Mars mission. Like, I'll pay for the gas. You know what would be cool is if we could terraform <laughs> Mars with mushrooms, space mushrooms, and then we could just go live on Mars. We could have Give USA Mars rovers, mushrooms, USA Part Two, and stuff like that. I like it. Yeah. Not that though. It, well, I mean, like when it comes to Mars, you know, you know that they used to, people used to like take telescopes and take pictures of Mars all the time, and there were there were parts of the of the planet that would change with the seasons. So a lot of people were like this is proof that there is uh, living vegetation on this planet. It it changes with the seasons. And uh, uh, the only rebuttal we ever got from that was that, uh, well, no, those are just uh, different colored sands getting moved around. Well, I mean, that's as good. I, there's a wind on Mars, right? Yeah. There's no atmosphere, right? On Mars? They claim that there isn't. Some people claim that there is. There's atmosphere? Well, that's what Willie claims. <laughs> but listen, all of all of the inf- all I'm saying is all of the information we get on Mars is from a the corrupt NASA. All right, let's talk about the next drug. All right, um, <laughs> <laughs> we've just been down, we've been down that road. Um, corrupt. <laughs> so, uh, acid LSD. All right, um, I hear. Listen, this is the one that I hear you should do once in your life, and that's it. You should do acid once or LSD. I don't know the difference. Is there a difference? I, I think I think LSD and mushrooms are very similar. You have, a, you have a better chance of having a bad trip on on acid. Well, I think it's it's easier to take too much on acid because yeah, you're yeah. just taking a little thing, versus mushrooms. You actually have to eat some mushrooms, and but that's yeah. what I heard. I heard it would open up your mind and make you change. Well, there's a Mad Men episode about it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, where uh, the silver-haired guy does he does acid. He does acid, girl. and then he changes his life. Mm. I, I didn't keep watching. Yeah, I well, see that it, that was a thing in, in, <laughs> in the in, in the 70s when all these were 60s, I guess, when all the people were experimenting with all these psychedelics. It's like that's when they were like, okay, these are all legal, you know. And it's like, but a lot of people had what I would consider to be like great life changing moments for the better of themselves and for humanity. Right. Like, 
Yeah, you know, yeah, the you know the peace love movement. Uh, a lot of people just attach that to sex, but it's not about that. It's about actually loving someone else. A lot of people will have profound experiences on psychedelics because it, because I I think because they get a glimpse of the universe through that. It's just they they they, they, they kind of open up their. You kind of I I consider your pineal gland the uh, the eye the third eye the eye that all seeing i see the universe and that like we've all had ours closed and, and we're all calcifying ours from all the fluoride that like if you get a chance to open that up a little bit uh it can have a profound effect on you because you see the universe for what it is and that we're all the same do you think that's why you know lsd and mushrooms are illegal i do wait are mushrooms illegal yeah yeah, yeah. they are but they grow though yeah, but you can't have them. You can't have them, yeah. or you can't sell them. You can't you can't have them? In you can't your possess possession. them, sell them, or or buy them. Yeah, they're a Schedule One narcotic. Is that right? I don't know. That, I don't know. I don't know the specifics either. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, listen. So I if you find some and sell them, uh, and and you just ate it real quick, as long as nobody saw you. you or just don't care. Nobody cares. And no one really cares. No cops are gonna give a shit. Uh, I think. I think. I think. I think you're tying it all to the to the pineal gland. Yeah. It's, well, but that, it's not. This is what that it it does like affect your brain chemistry. Like yeah. for sure. Well, this is why. This is why I like acid. Like, uh, L. If you we'll get into a MK Ultra episode later, but. When it comes to the CIA working with mind control, it all stemmed from them giving LSD to people. Um, there's this there's this video of this girl that that does it uh, LSD. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. It's old black and white movie. You know what we we our military our government we used to test out all this shit. You know, and so they took you know somebody's wife. She took some LSD and they just videotaped the whole thing as a uh, what's going on here, and she's explaining. A, 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 a very vibrant world and, and she's talking about how happy she is and, and, and basically you see her connecting to the universe this is all black and white film of just LSD test but uh, uh, our government uh, this is this is proven that we used to give people LSD well yeah that's everybody knows that yeah yeah but, but I mean like the reason why we'd, we would give them LSD well uh, Dustin brought it up that uh, LSD was originally um, uh, they tried to give it to soldiers uh, with post-traumatic uh, syndrome to try to like heal them back to normal uh, but you hear about all the when it comes to when, whenever you hear about mind control tests from either the CIA or the government, it is it, it involves them giving somebody LSD and then trying to reprogram them. Well, but you're also hearing about a mind control thing. I mean, like that's it's that doesn't exist. So, whoa! Of course, you're hearing about like you don't think there's anything in uh, uh, to do with uh, mind control. What? In like, the, do you, you don't in believe the you don't believe that? Yeah. No, because if they had that, why, why, why is there still, why is there still uh, multiple countries and, and different governments? Well, I think, I think LSD, you're, you're more easily susceptible to mind control. Is you can kind of be, you're more easily influenced. You know, uh, did you see the Manchurian Candidate, the original one? 
I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I I don't know. I've I've like I've had a couple I've had a couple like bad trips where I've completely forgotten who I am on LSD because I just took way too much. So the only time I ever did LSD, I was already on ecstasy, but I was at a rave, and then all of a sudden, uh, the music to me, it it seemed like the music was telling everyone around me what to do, and that I couldn't hear what it was saying. And I was watching people, and I kept asking my friends, "I'm like, are we, are we being controlled right now? Is this, <laughs> is this? Did I just unlock the code of like this music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 not that that means anything. I'm just saying though that like that was the first thing I thought was like, holy shit! Like everyone around me is, is a robot. Yeah, but that's the most narcissistic. Of course, that's the way you thought because you're you thought you were the only one who wasn't. Like you, that's that's why I know that it's not true because everybody in the world is only concerned about themselves. But, but here's the no, thing, no, though: no, no, no. when when somebody is given acid and they're not aware of it, that's when the well, mind control happens. But that doesn't happen that often. But that's just the that's their uh, that's all the tests that they do. That's the susceptible susceptible to to suggestion type thing. I mean. I don't I'm, think I don't think that you can control somebody's mind. But he, what he's I saying think you is reprogram. I think what Wade's saying is right though. Where you like when you're when you're on LSD, you you become way more concerned with yourself, and yeah, so no, how I, everyone I else is acting, too. you you kind of read too much into things. You're like, oh, every like I always get that thing of like, oh, everyone's paying attention to me, everyone's watching me right now. See, I know like, eh, listen, they're I, probably not, but I'm freaking out. I agree with that too, it. but I also believe that there are certain agents that were under complete mind control and it all stemmed from them doing LSD and acid. Maybe in a brainwashing aspect. Yeah, yeah. But that, I, that's yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. I don't think you can flip a switch and say uh kill that guy. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think so either. Oh, well, that's different. I mean, that's different. Yeah, I uh, Listen, I don't like the government. Any anything you say about the government that's like they're trying to control you and they're up to no good i'm gonna be on your side i just don't think that there's some kind of magical drug that they have that that can they can put it in your drink you personally and and then and then all of a sudden you're an agent of the government yeah yeah um yeah if you're a soldier and they're doing tests on you they're also fucking like brainwashing you look and look at scientology like all those motherfuckers are brainwashed just because they're very good at it yeah and that might not even have to do with drugs yeah, I I worked on a movie and we shot at the at a Scientology building, and uh, we had to use the public elevator because the the work elevator wasn't working, and it was it was just a was such a weird experience because everyone kept looking over at us like, you know, this is me projecting also, but it was just like everybody was looking at us going like these guys aren't with us, and then they had all these TVs in the lobbies everywhere, and they were playing like. The serene trance music, yeah. and there, there was a calm voice being like, "You are in charge of your." It was weird. It was just like the definition of a brainwash video was like happening. Shit that you would see in all a sci-fi movie and yeah. kind of laugh at. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, every time I was waiting for the elevator, I was like, "I shouldn't be listening to this because what if it works?" <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to get your secrets first. Um, what is that? Are those all the drugs? Well, those, those are the three that I wanted to talk about. Uh, to, to me, LSD has it is always associated with mind control, and I'm like, I, I think it's because it 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 
it puts you in a place outside. It, it disconnects you. It can disconnect you from your body and 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 mess up your mind a little bit. Yeah, it would be better if I if I had done these drugs because then I could just be <laughs> like, no, fuck uh, you. Eh, no, I just wanted uh, orange juice. Yeah. Well, what's wait? What's the conspiracy theory here then? Well, no, no, there's no conspiracy. It was just it's called real life sci-fi. It, it, it's not called what's the conspiracy. Yeah, theory. yeah. The whole the, the whole thing is basically that I I feel like psychedelic drugs can, if taken in the right circumstances, can can unlock your mind. And I feel like that's why you get all these shaman that are that are that figured out the DMT recipe Has or they're doing hallucinogenics or peyote. DMT? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So it's not like something you can OD on or anything. I, no. I'm not sure, but I don't think so. So the, because... the worst case scenario is you have a very bad time for i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say no well uh, so it. like this guy that wrote this book rick straussman like they were doing a study and there were volunteers and people would just be given dmt and they would give some people an insane amount of dmt uh-huh. and basically uh uh how how long did it last like 20 minutes yeah yeah so oh, they say it? so they say it lasts yeah, 20 minutes really but quick. everyone that does it a lot of people that do it say it felt like they were gone for months that's like the same yeah this sounds like salvia they must have some kind of the same shit because salvia it's like five minutes and it feels like you know an hour or whatever from what i hear um well then i uh, if nobody's died and nobody's overdosed then i think you should definitely do it and and come back i think i think it's i think everybody should try something like that at least once you know i i i i agree with you and i it's weird because i don't want to say hey go do this i want to say if if spiritual enlightenment is important to you uh it doesn't it doesn't even have to be spiritual though just if, if you want to if you want to use like a part of your of your life the what like what are you doing here you, i'm not saying I, I don't think you should go do this you'd be like oh that felt good i love roller coasters I mean, I I just think it's it's you use parts of your brain that you don't normally use. Right, exactly. I mean, that's I think that's what everybody who does it and says you should try it once, it, 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 like unlocks something in your head. I, then, I I definitely I definitely know I've I have I think differently than if I had never done it. But you still think differently. Yeah, I mean, because I... It's, it's not like when uh, your cousin dies and then you go, oh, no, I'm going to live every day to my fullest now and, and well, I think it it's, wears off after like three weeks. <laughs> I think it's different because like there's something about uh, psychedelic trips where it's not like getting drunk or getting high where you remember it for you a really long time. You have to reorganize your what, how you think. It, you go through something. Like it's 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 an experience versus just getting ah it's good yeah I just I you up. know I'm all right man like I feel <laughs> like if I did it I would just be homeless <laughs> yeah well I, I, honestly I, I I have always two things I've always thought my whole life one is that I would go to prison uh-huh. and I think it's because I watch I think everybody thinks that yeah I, I watch we're way too up, many we live prison in a society movies. where they're like. There's so much prison shit, yeah. and you're not uh, allowed to get in trouble at school. And I, I always Everybody felt like I would do something on accident, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, well, I didn't mean to rob this bank and kill I these people. I swear to God, every, yeah, everybody's like, when I go to jail, I'm going to do it like this. <laughs> like, you just think that all the time. Uh, side note, I had a friend who went to prison, and um, there was a riot that was happening, right? And he didn't want to take part in it, so he hit, he hid underneath his bunk. 
people were running around and they all they wanted everyone to be in, involved in the riot. They saw that he wasn't and he was hiding under his bed. They pulled him out and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's I'm how like, I expected dude, that story to go. <laughs> I know, but that's what I would have done. And <sighs> I would have just read a book. I would just I would have been very go out casual and, and just start banging on the walls so that it looks like a dramatic riot. <laughs> no, going no, no. On. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. <laughs> you lay in your bed and you just read a book and you're reading and they're like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And you're like, "What? Oh, we're we're rioting right now." And you can go like, "Oh, well, okay." And then you can put your book down <laughs> because if you're just that defiant, you're not trying to hide it. You just I didn't notice that you were rioting. Oh, so <laughs> but now I will partake. Thank you for uh, letting me know. Uh, hey, uh, what, uh, you got you got any other drug stories to tell? Do you, have you ever had any moment of enlightenment from any sort of psychedelics, or uh, did, you, did you ever do well, anything that's, actually, that, that's, you, that you well, questioned no, if you're a good person after you? Do, <laughs> but oh go, yeah, no. But go back to <laughs> go back to what you're saying about like now you you think differently now. Like oh, permanently, yeah. like what define that? Like what? Uh, I don't know if I can define that. I mean, it's just. But when when you say that though, you don't need to define it. But when you say that, where where is that coming from? What is what 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 is making you different? Your thought process, <sighs> the way that you see the world. Your it's just uh, it's just while you're... you treat yourself. Like is it is it is it personal or is it outward? Is it inward or outward? It, both. Definitely both. Because it's I know I know after you've. You've done LSD or mushrooms. You've kind of you. I don't know if you if you do that. You feel you definitely feel differently. You don't. You you've done ecstasy, right? Actually, I haven't. Oh, that's, that's okay. So it's weird because ecstasy is not uh, a hallucinogenic. No, nah, yeah. But uh, uh, I've had so many moments with people while we were on ecstasy where we have that that drunk conversation of like, "You are my best friend." Yeah, this, this moment right here is the best moment of my life. I think you definitely get that from LSD or mushrooms, where you think you you put a lot of meaning into everything. Well, but, um, I, don't I don't know. I don't know, man. Like i I really want to. I really want to try something, but I doubt I ever will. Well, what if you did it with? Here, let me let me let me set up two scenarios, and you tell me which one you'd choose. Okay. One of them is um, you're gonna do mushrooms, and it's with all the comedians that you know and love. Oh fuck, like fucking shit, man! All I know, all these comedians do mushrooms, but I've never done it. I could do it with them. Uh-huh. And the other scenario is like, uh, 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 oh, every best friend from my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is like, uh, which three famous people would you have dinner with? Type yeah, question? I mean, I think. It's not. Well, it's, I, it's I, just I guess not, what I'm saying is like, would you? Would, I, I you like, have to have somebody else there, right? It's better. Like oh, I, I've done it. I've done it alone a few times, and that's always really. Better. Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> well, like why? I, why? Tell me why, and then tell me what you did. I'll tell you what I did, and then I'll tell you why. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had, I had some friends that I would do acid with, and we'd go to Las Vegas and just walk the strip. Because the lights were just so crazy. We were like, oh, yeah. wow, fuck. And we did that about three times where we just go as a group to Vegas and do acid and walk around. And then I still, I had a bunch of acid and I was like, oh, I'm going to go by myself. Nobody wants to go this week. I'm just going to go to Vegas. <laughs> so I went to Vegas and I, and I decided to do like a lot of acid. Like I was like, I did about a lot for me anyway. I did like six hits of acid one night. 
and walked around Vegas and had a great time. Wandered around, uh, you know. I, I hung out with some, <laughs> hung out with some like street performers that were like playing on one of those. Hi, I'm David. I just sat there and listened. <laughs> Hi, we're in the middle of a yeah. set. I'm like, guys, can you just play this, play this one for me? <laughs> like, I I sat there and listened and hang, hung out. But then I did it a second night, and I had about eight more hits left, and I did all those hits. Jesus. And I remember I felt like it, I couldn't get as I wasn't getting as high as I was the first night and it just turned into like a terror trip like I I was having a bad time I was by myself and I'm like oh this was a this was a horrible idea coming to Vegas and doing acid by myself <laughs> and then why and then why what you said you'd say what you did and then why well he did it because oh I I wanted to I wanted I was like well I mean I had so much fun with my friends, I'm, I'll probably have a good time going you alone. You, you assumed that you'd have a great time with yourself. Yeah, and that's, I, a, that's a good assumption. And I, I had a terrible. It's too bad time. it didn't work out. But that's kind of what I was. <laughs> I would. I feel like I would be more prone to do it if I could do it alone, and there weren't all these warnings about you can, not doing it alone. Well, yeah. it's, it if says if had, like you have well, if you have mental warning, problems, yeah. like it can kind of. The, the, the only kind of, warning like, if you're is schizophrenic like, or it's, like it's not a scare tactic or anything like that. But the warning is basically, if if you if there's a chance you could freak out from it, it would be bad to do that by yourself. Exactly, that's all. But the like, thing I've, is, it's weird because that that within itself, when you hear that, it's like it makes you when you take it go like, exactly. well, am I going to freak out? Am that's I going to freak I'm out? Saying. I yeah. think I think you got to just not worry about that. Bad foot. Yeah, because you you, you can't can, not worry about it though because easily, it exists in your head. Yeah. you can easily freak out if you're you know you're but prone you can to that. Easily talk yourself out of it. The thing is, like, because I'm I'm very anxiety ridden, and I the the only time I ever. Uh, had a panic attack on any of those drugs was just when I was like by myself in my head we were going to go eat something and then all of a sudden I fucking questioned everything I was doing and it freaked me out but I, I always go into every drug even when I get high I'm like I'm like I don't think oh let's not have a bad time let's let's I'm just like dude I'm about to do some weed like fucking let's get as happy as I can be because it's only going to get better yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're like party dude number one. You're the best at doing drugs. I'm like, and you know what I think? You know what I think is really uh, great is how many times in my life I felt like I've, I don't ever think about like, oh, this guy's probably fucked up on something. But like, when somebody approaches you and you're kind of scared by him a little bit, like, just give them a chance. Because what if they're just freaking out and they want to have a good experience and they're on some drug? Yeah, it's like, dude, you could be. You could be their magic. <laughs> you could be the thing that just sets that. Sets so that fucking off. <laughs> don't get weirded out when somebody says hi in a weird way. Uh, like give it a chance, and then make sure you have your rape whistle. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I've definitely, I've definitely had some very like good, good trips and some very bad trips. I, I haven't really had a bad trip. There was a, there was one rave I was at where that one where I, I fucking did ecstasy and I did acid and all of a sudden I fucking wandered off away from the rave so far that I couldn't hear the music anymore and I was like, uh, like I should, like I've walked like two miles away from this rave. I should go back. I'm fucked up. That's all. Yeah. I I I know like one time. Oh, but I also watched somebody fucking OD and that fucking freaked my shit. That would be horrible. It was like the sun was coming up. This girl was dancing. She fucking ate the dirt. 
and she had dirt all over in her face and then she couldn't breathe and she just like this painstaking cough and I could see her eyes starting to bulge out and I was like oh my god like this is one of the worst things I've ever seen and it was scary I'm like dude fucking everyone you know drink water drink some water drink always be hydrated I mean I hey guys uh, just cutting into this episode because uh, David Michelson started telling a story and he was so drunk that it was not fun to listen to so he's gonna retell the story now <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah. Well, in the, so what we were talking about is uh, do psychedelic drugs. Uh, no, we're gonna switch that. Yeah, uh, you you don't you don't need to to catch so people I. up because the episode's going. Right. Yeah. All right. Hey, um, guys, we're cutting into this episode because David Michelson got too drunk and told us a story that was not fun to listen to, and so we're recording the story again. <laughs> and it, well, to to lead into that story, should I give my answer? Because that kind of affects the story oh, okay. of what I think. So I don't. I think I I think psychedelic drugs do connect you to I, uh, to the universe, but I don't think it's a supernatural or you know magical thing. The thing I've noticed with uh, psychedelics is more than anything is uh, every time I'm on them. It just makes me see patterns and connections in just in just anything. So it's like like if you're playing music, you might you might see patterns you don't normally see. So you just sound way better at guitar or drums or something. And I think sometimes people people use that as like, oh man, I fucking everything makes sense. Nature's connected. I'm out in the woods at all. It's, I feel that all that oneness and stuff. Yeah, it's like a new way to look at something. It just kind of opens up something in your in your brain that that allows you to see everything differently. Yeah, it's almost like you can commit to the moment more and actually pay attention to what's happening. Exactly, and I think i i don't I don't necessarily think it's always going to be a positive thing. I think it's just your mind like will just go on tangents and just make connections that aren't there. And that's kind of what happened to me this one time. So I'd done, you know, I've done acid and mushrooms a bunch of times. And this time, I remember we went to uh, this music festival and we bought uh, LSD from these kids that right away we should have known they were so sketchy. It was one of those rainy music festivals and these kids were just covered in mud and they were wearing like plastic bags for shoes. (laughs) I remember just like as we were getting the acid from them, I was like, this is the wrong people to buy drugs <laughs> from and <laughs> like right away we just it just felt off like right it, like seven minutes into it we were just insanely high and so we but you you didn't know how much you bought this acid from a stranger well, and you took too much here's yeah that's the thing i like if you're gonna try r- random acid i always would say just take one hit maybe two but we we'd done it so much we felt like pros so me and uh my friend Mike each took about 10 hits because we were just like, yeah, why not? We, let's get really crazy tonight. Ugh. And then our friend Devin, uh, who had never done it, took seven. Oh, geez. Yeah, he'd done mushrooms and stuff, but he'd never tried acid. And so right away, we're, we're, out in the, we're standing out in the rain at this, watching this music, and we just feel like, oh, no, this is, this, this is scary. Let's go back to the room. 
So we go back to the room and we're just we're having a good time. Everyone feels good. And then uh, and my friend Mike's like, All right, hey, I got to go. I got to go have a smoke. So he runs outside and he's he said he could see into our window, which was like on the third floor of this hotel. He sees me and my friend like running around the room, like with our arms in the air. And like I'm like holding a chair. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, that doesn't seem good. So he he comes upstairs and me and Devin are like holding each other's shoulders kind of like and I'm like trying Try, just rambling nonsense but in my head i was trying to calm him down and, and i'm like we i'm like we gotta stop him and mike comes up to him and he's like hey man chill out and he just backhands mike and like knocks him to the ground and mike's this little guy and he's like he's like i don't i can't do anything about this and our friend just starts screaming and yelling and he starts like trying to get out of the room and i'm like oh fuck so i just jump on his back and i'm like twice his size and he just starts throwing me around like i'm nothing and he starts wandering down this hallway and I see this group of people and it's like two girls and two guys. They look like they just got back from the pool. They're in bathing suits. They go into their room and like, like, I don't know, he just locked onto them and starts going toward them. And I'm like, fuck, calm down, man. Stop, stop freaking out. And he goes up to their door. They shut their door. It, I hear it lock. He just goes up to the door and just like a cop, like kicks it in and breaks the lock which is crazy. Yeah, Jesus. And so, and I'm on his back and I'm like, holy shit. And right, you know, right away I see these girls in there and I'm like, this is the literally the worst scenario that could ever happen. And they scream. But luckily somehow then like other people in the hallway heard and a bunch of guys converge on the room and we all start dragging him out of there. And I remember we were thinking like, let's get him in, let's lock him in our bathroom. And then Mike was like, no, the bathroom's full of mirrors. He's going to like break the mirrors and cut himself. And we're like, ah, fuck, what do we do? And some guy's like, put him in the elevator. And we're like, all right. <laughs> and so we drag him into the elevator. And and he at, at this point, he's just wearing jeans. He's just like shirtless wearing jeans. And I remember we all piled on him kind of like, you know, in the, uh, I think it's the second Matrix movie. When all the, gets covered all the by all the Mr. Smiths. Uh, yeah, Smiths jump on him. Yeah, it was like that. We're all on him. And then he just goes. Ah, and like breaks us all off him and we all go flying into the sides of the uh the elevator and he just rips off his pants really fast like i was kind of like wow he just took his pants off really fast <laughs> and he get and he gets naked and he just goes we're gonna fight or we're gonna fuck and like right on that that beat the door opens to the uh elevator and we and everyone was just like we all just kind of gave up at that point and abandoned him and we were just like fuck this man and uh me and Mike run off in separate directions, and he runs off. And I, I see him briefly as I'm running down this hallway. I see him running down these stairs, and he looks like I'm – I'm hallucinating really hard, and it looked like he was almost uh, like covered in blood It was the hallucination I was seeing. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> and my brain just breaks around this point. And I remember uh, I started, like, just rambling nonsense. I remember some people came up to me in a parking garage, and they're like, are you okay, man, of this ho of this basement of this hotel? And I'm like, I'm like, you better not come near me. I might be dangerous. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, what do you mean, man? You look fine. And I, and I, have, and I go, but I have this. And I'm holding a lighter. <laughs> and they're like, and it's like this guy and his girlfriend. He's just like, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say to this. And I, I remember at one point I'm, I had a group of people around me and I was just like preaching nonsense to them. And I remember being really passionate about what I was saying. And these people are all just laughing at me. Like I'm just, I must've been just saying crazy shit. And finally my friend Mike comes back and he's like, dude, we got to get you out of this. Come back outside. This hotel's making you crazy. And I'm like, and I was getting really paranoid and I had like, I guess like mania, 
like and just i was starting to lose react my concept of reality and i was making like i was saying you make connections and see patterns i was making all these bad connections so anything i would think of i would think was real so i'm like oh my god you know, I'm not even, I'm not religious at all, but I was getting delusions that I might be Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, I might be, I'm like, I know everything. And I, I think it may have had to do when I was preaching to all these people. I'm like, this is what makes sense. <laughs> Just like, and then I was like getting really suspicious of everyone. Mike's like, you got to come outside, man. And I'm like, they're trying to get me outside to trap me. They want to hurt me. And so finally I just give in. I'm like, all right, I go outside. And I remember when I get outside. One of the first things that happens is four cops come up to my friend Mike, and I'm just like, the first thing I think is that cocksucker sold me out. He fucking sold me. This is I, I'm like totally feeding as into my Jesus? delusions. Sold I think you out as Jesus? I sold me out to these like to get me like kill me or kidnap me or something. And these cops walk up to us, and I remember they start talking to Mike, and they're like, "Yeah, sometimes man, they just get too crazy, and we got to take them down." And I'm just like, "What the?" fuck and these these cops are really decked out in like swat like heavy vests and stuff they're not normal cops and i look at the last cop on the end and he's kind of like the yeah, i can tell he's like the youngest newest cop and i just go up to him and i'm like hey man am i gonna be okay <laughs> and the, the cop just looks at me and he's like i don't know are you and i'm just like oh <laughs> and I, i'm just so scared and uh i go and i go <laughs> man, what are those cops going to, uh, the cops leave, and I'm like, Mike, what are those cops going to do to me? He's like, they weren't talking about you. They're talking about Ke Devin. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? They're like, I'm like, where's where's Devin? And they're like, he's like, Devin's gone, man. And that just snaps in my brain. Like, I'm like, oh, my, and the delusion I worked up was that I thought maybe he had, like, attacked some girl or something, and the cops had to, like, shoot him. This is what I made myself believe. And I just start freaking out, and I'm like, I, I'm t I'm completely now. This is like I remember all of this, but I have no like at the time I had no concept that any of this wasn't real. So I'm just start telling. I'm like, what are we gonna What are we gonna tell our parents? I'm talking to my friend Mike, <laughs> and he's just like, dude, you gotta snap out of this shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, we can't go home, man. <laughs> like, what are we gonna What are we gonna tell fucking Devin's parents? Like, this is like. And I remember, you know, sometimes when you're on uh, LSD, too, it makes you have to pee a lot. And I remember we sat on this bench and I was just like, I was just broken at this point. I'm like, everything's fucked. And I just I look at my friend Mike and I'm like, hey, man, is it cool if I pee here? And he's just like, "What? what no. <laughs> and I'm just like, OK, Mike. And then he said he looked down and I'm just pissing myself, just sitting there on this bench. <laughs> And I proceeded to stop giving a fuck about pissing myself because every bathroom just seemed miles away. So, like, I pissed myself, like, four times in a row. I, re <laughs> I remember, like, the this guy that knew Mike walked up to us. He's like, hey, man, hey, what's wrong with him? He looks crazy. And I just, like, I go, I'm like, I said something. I'm like, buddy, you don't know the half of it as I'm pissing myself. And he looks down and he's just like, what the fuck, man? And <laughs> I'm just like. I'm just totally gone. And so we go to, he take, he gets me to go back to the concert. And then all of a sudden, like I'm just standing there smoking some cigarettes and it kind of snaps. And I'm like, wait a minute. It, I'm like, it, it's just like on a dime. I'm like, that, that was all fake. And I look at Mike, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, we're not, we're okay. Right. And he's like, dude, are you back yet? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And he's like, thank fuck, man. He's like, I thought I was going to have to commit you. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I'm like, what happened to, uh, 
I'm like, what happened to Devin? You said he was dead. And he's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he got arrested. And I'm like, what do you mean? And so I find out that he had walked outside and this was a, in the middle of like a ski resort town. And he found like the biggest like open plaza area of this ski town where there's like a little river running through. And he, people start following cause he's a naked man walking through this festival and just spouting crazy shit. And so he gets a crowd of like, you know, three, 400 people around him. And he goes down to this river and starts kind of jacking off in the river. <laughs> and he starts screaming while he's jacking off. He's like, I'm selling this shit. I'm selling this shit. <laughs> and, and people are just like, like taking photos and shit like, holy fuck. <laughs> and, and these, uh, and these cops walk up to him and it, which turns out to be the same cops that came up to us later that were like talking to our friend. And they're like, they go up to him and they're like, all right, uh, son, just, uh, put your hands behind your head, calm down. And he just, he walks up to the cops and puts his hands on their shoulders and just looks at the two cops in front and he goes, I guess we're going to bring down the mountain. <laughs> And the cops all just look at each other like, oh, fuck. And they all pulled out batons and just beat him to the ground. Oh. <laughs> and uh, then they handcuffed him. And uh, Mike was there in the crowd watching all this, just going like, fuck. And he said he started like speaking in tongues almost. He just he was speaking gibberish. And he was they laid him on his back. So he's just naked. And he started humping toward the sky. And he was just saying the craziest shit. And then he started saying my friend Mike's name. He's just like, Mike, 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 Mike. And Mike was just like smoking cigarettes watching. He's like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, they he couldn't calm down because his heart was just racing. And so they stabbed him with a Thorazine shot. Oh, what? Yeah. They had, to stab, they had to shoot him up with Thorazine to calm him down. And, you know... I've, I've done that stuff so many times that like, and I've even done big doses before, but like, I, I, I'm convinced now that like, it was probably cut with something yeah. and I've researched a lot and I've, I've, I'm honestly, I'm leaning more, mostly towards bath salts. Like, I think it might've been cause it was, was we've, you know, I've just all the times I've done it, I've never been completely delusional right? and like totally had a mental snap and it's. And I mean, I still, I, I recommend LSD to anybody or mushrooms. I, I like mushrooms a little better. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I don't think that you're going to open the gateway to the universe with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, I think it's it's one of those things and it's like people have been doing it, you know, for thousands of years, you know, ayahuasca and peyote and mushrooms. And I think, you know, if you're in the forest and, you know, some shaman's saying, this is how you connect with the earth, you're going to make those connections. Yeah, I'm talking specifically acid, though. <laughs> or if you're, but acid's the same thing. Like, if you're doing acid and you're with your friends having a good time and you're, or you're sitting there meditating, thinking about connecting with the universe, you might make those connections to feel as though you've done that. So I don't, I don't necessarily think this stuff connects you to the universe, but it makes you feel like you did. Yeah, and I think that's like the same thing almost because and that's why I recommend it. It's like even if you're not really doing it, it's kind of worth it to get that yeah, feeling. Yeah. But like, I mean, I guess that the the moral of that that one story, though, is just that if you're going to get it, if you're if you're getting it from some LSD from someone that's not a friend, you know, try the littlest amount possible first. Don't be a psychopath and take 10 uh. hits because it can go just totally apeshit. But. Yeah, it seems like the moral is bring your own drugs to the to the yeah. music festival. Well, it's funny too because we we did bring our own stuff because our friend was uh coming from Washington. He flew down, and then his friend on a Greyhound was bringing like all this weed and LSD, and got in Montana, got stopped 
uh, he, he was at the Greyhound station and he went to the bathroom and came out and there were like uh, cop dogs sniffing the bus. Oh, geez. And they found his they found his stash and arrested him. And that was supposed to be the LSD we were going to do. So we we at the music festival were like, well, I guess we got to find some wow, shit. That ended up buying sucks. it. Yeah, he ended up getting out like not charged, which was nice. But like, yeah, that that led to us buying these like junkyard kid shitty bath salt lsd yeah <laughs> but um yeah or 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 the other the other side of it is i'm just going to interrupt you real quick because i'm good at interrupting is that we these drugs heighten our 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 brains and that we can we can think we know what it's doing and that like we're actually just as crazy as as anybody doing drugs by thinking that that the universe could be opened for us <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, I definitely agree. I definitely agree with the second one. It's 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 that it's that, that like whole you can thing. fool yourself into thinking that like, oh, this is a gateway to well, the universe. That's a, that's the thing. Every time I'm I'm on mushrooms or LSD, I'm always like, well, but if you, is there's it, so is, many stories of am people I, like describing the am same I connect, universe? Well, are we connecting to the universe, or is it just our subconscious like feeding feeding into that, like telling us, oh, this is how. This is how bananas you should feel right now. I mean, we've all gotten high and had an amazing idea. And then when you wake <laughs> up and you're day, sober, you look at it and you're Pizza like, nacho shirt. Yeah. It wasn't I, the best idea. I kind of I kind of feel that's like... That's what I think it is. I kind of feel like people are very similar and that we all kind of have a similar experience when we do that stuff. And we're kind of like... It's, it's very ego-driven and very like, oh, I'm tapping into something, but really it could just be our subconscious. Like I think that we're all idiots and that we don't know how to step through the door and that the door is being opened for us all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. I think that's a stoner way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's going to do it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for being here, David. Yeah, sure. Uh, if you are... I just, this isn't specifically about this episode, but if you're an expert in something and uh, you think that you, and you live in LA and you think you should be on our show, hit me up on Twitter, Robotic <laughs> Willie. I want to interview a psychic and, we gotta have, get, and a get a psychic reading. this, like yeah. Jerry Springer, man. Yeah. Are you in the Chicago area? <laughs> Is your wife secretly a man? Do you live with a ghost that you could introduce us to? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, if you're an agent that wants to represent me. That'd be great. <laughs> Looking for one of those. All right. Well, that's a plug, kind of. I got a plug. In yeah. Somewhere. You have you have anything to plug for yourself? Yeah. Give me if you're an agent. Represent me. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Feral Audio. Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior, happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL, the 70s were crazy. Night. 
The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh, my God. Scarface, 22 to 45. <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Yin Yang Twins. <laughs> Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would he even why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype <laughs> and that he has come for his cocaine. <laughs> As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced ve-a-pe in Spanish, (laughs) he spots his dear friend, who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. (laughs) Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. Oh, my God. (laughs) 